0: Drums please. Here we are with Mark as Played, the movie podcast about movie podcasts. Right, Dave?
1: Yeah, that's what you told me five minutes ago, so I guess that's what it is.
0: Stay classy, buddy. Stay classy. <laughs> so as you hear him there, you know, uh, another return, uh, old day from St. Audio. You know, every time you come on, you just get a different project, man. It's yeah, like, okay, I, I get
1: bored start. really easily, so it's like, you know, got to have something new on the table.
0: Cool. So, you know, here you are. It's the dawn of the summer, at least the summer movie season, right? It's not really the true right. summer season. Right, right. Um, and summer seems to get longer and longer and longer. I was going to ask, is it yeah.
1: really a season
0: anymore or is it just all year? <laughs> yeah. Well, when it comes to movies, absolutely. It's all year. But I actually did a little a little research, a little pre-research. Ooh. And summer begins June 22nd and ends September 23rd.
1: <laughs> That's what about the research is you went into Google and typed, when does summer start? <laughs> <Is> that-
0: <laughs> Look, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know it takes a lot of effort to do very very menial tasks fair me, enough so.
1: fair enough i'm proud of you buddy
0: well done I, I, i'm trying here i'm trying here to run a, run a decent little podcast but uh and you know it's the summer movie season is upon us the big movies are starting to come out and uh we wanted a little wax nostalgic here we wanted like you know be positive for once on this godforsaken you podcast beyond
1: for that and, oof.
0: <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I mean, maybe I'll play some like uh, somebody playing a pan flute or something, and <laughs> you know, you. you'll get all happy and shit. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. No, um, you know, I wanted to be you know wax nostalgic about the summer and summer movies uh, in general, and and sort of you know summer movies have this um, this buzz around them every year. You know, for us, I guess we as people who love movies, we, we love this season. And then Oscar bait season. Yeah, those are like our two years parts of the year. It's true. So, I guess w- let's let's start with this, Dave. What to you makes a summer movie or a summer blockbuster, or, mm. or what defines the summer to you in terms of of movies?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we're all we all get focused and connected on kind of what we grew up with. Um, and for some of us who are older, like I'm forty now, grew up with could could be as late as. You know the the late '90s um, that could be grew up with. That's like when I was in high school. So that's that's the stuff I think of. So think of something that is is high quality as far as like production value, but honestly like doesn't take that much brain power. You can just sit in the theater, have a good time. In a lot of cases bring the whole family like you know it's kind of one of those things that unless you're unless you're that person who only likes oscar movies or only likes indie movies pretty much everyone's going to find something to enjoy about these movies so that's what i think of so like you know it's kind of i even did a bare amount of research too and started looking up some summer movies Uh i know uh and one of the first things that came up was like men in black like the first men in black and to me that's like the perfect example of a summer movie. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's it's yeah. fun. It's got, you know, high production values. It's got, you know, a couple, one movie star and one movie star on the rise when that, when that movie came out, like people that everybody knew and everybody just came to have a good time and pretty much everybody did. And that movie blew up
0: the box office. No, it really did. Let me ask you this one about Men in Black. W- so was that movie a surprise hit or was that one of those? Because. I I mean, it's not a property. It's not an existing thing. Mm -hmm. It's a new, uh, fresh story at the time. And, um, you know, was was Will Smith coming off of Independence Day? I mean, it was just kind of buzzing along. But that movie, I didn't see it coming, at least. And I've always been really into movies and what's coming out and yada, yada. But I never saw that coming. I feel like that was one of those tweener
1: movies that could have gone either way. Like it, it was either going to be huge or be like the biggest bust of the summer. Like there was really what's no the in one between. with the jumping
0: guy on Mars? The jumping guy on Mars What is that? John John Wick oh, of oh, Mars. Uh, or? John
1: Carter. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, Whatever. That's the perfect. That's the ultimate flop. Yeah, absolutely. And it, yeah. again, another one of those movies that could have gone either way because you look at the you look at the production values like in the trailer and you're like, this looks pretty cool. And then word of mouth after the first weekend just destroyed that movie. Whereas something like men in black, I mean, you mentioned you've got Will Smith coming off of like kind of a career making performance. You've got, um, you've got uh tommy lee jones too which probably like after um after the fugitive so he was kind of becoming a known property at that point someone you would want to see in a movie at like age 16
0: yeah absolutely you know and that's what the world wants <laughs> is mr angry guy i mean that's, to hit it big I'm, it
1: gives me hope for the next 20 years of my life that's good uh but i don't think it was a movie that everybody assumed was going to do well but it certainly had the possibility and it had the kind of buzz going into it that people wanted to see it um So you have – I think with summer movies you have that kind of movie and then especially until – up until like maybe the past five or ten years, who the director was was really important. When Steven Spielberg was coming out with a summer movie – you knew that was going to be huge And you knew you had to go see it Like things right. like Minority Report Like that came out and you were just like and "Okay." Schindler's List Yeah, definitely The feel-good movie of the year <laughs> Yeah, exactly
0: Just throwing back the popcorn And like the Michael Jackson meme And doing your thing
1: <laughs> Right But I do feel like that That time in a lot of ways has passed Like I don't think there's that many directors now That you see they're coming out with a movie And you can guarantee It's going to be a summer oh, Christopher
0: hit Christopher Nolan falls into that category, man If he can make a shit ton of money with Dunkirk I think that he falls into that category
1: yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, but I think it's I think it's getting less and less. But Dunkirk also is not, you know, it made a lot of money. Uh, but I don't think it's something
0: you took the whole family to. You know what I mean? Like you don't no. take your six year old kid to Dunkirk. <laughs> like- I had trouble finding a seat in Dunkirk, and I showed up ten minutes early, which is a big deal in the movie going because <laughs> you got forty five minutes of trailers. Right, so, so ten an minutes an hour early. That, that, I was I, I was front row next to some guy. Some very a uh, uh, relatively overweight guy, even Oof. by my standards. Front row at Dunkirk, who Yikes. was reciting parts of the movie. Oh snap, man! Oh yeah, <laughs> the whole way, and I still had a great time because that movie like overwhelmed me. Yes, I was just I was like in the th- in the little cockpit uh, with old uh, what's his face with the mask on,
1: <laughs> with Tom Hardy. Yeah, yes, yeah, guy always wears a mask <laughs> every every movie. Yep. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. I- I'll tell you this, man. For me, um, I-, I was like. Very getting very nostalgic thinking about summer movies. I think that for the really big moments and memories when it comes to summer movies for me, um, they're like a bunch of things that, you know, age matters. Those like formative years um, and and experiences matter there. Um, And I think that. You know, the summer movies are for when you're expecting these big movies to come out. Like, you, you're you clamoring for them, you know? You're clamoring for uh-huh. the big release. What this, You know, I guess for the, for the kids these days, it's the Marvel movie or it's the the Batman movie or whatever it is, you know? Which is like six me, times a year now.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I
0: mean, the you know, you got these like super blockbusters now like Star Wars and Avengers and all that stuff that come out whenever the hell they want. Uh-huh. Christmas or... May or April or whatever <laughs> right. it is, they don't give a shit about the summer. They don't give a. They're gonna make billions of dollars. It doesn't matter. But for me, I, I was thinking about like these formative years, and I was I, I actually took it back to nineteen ninety one. I was fifteen years old, and I was I, I grew up kind of in the burbs of Miami, but not. It, it was about three four miles to the nearest theater, so at that time I was starting to you know get around and you know on my bike, and I remember it's one of the first movies that I went to. On my own, without my parents helping me out, like my parents dropped my mom dropping me off at the theater or something like that. I actually rode my bike to see T two. Hmm. Um, it was, it was my, with my brother and, and a friend, and I remember being blown away by that movie. And and, and that actually brings me to my uh, some of the podcasts that I was going to talk about is uh flashback flicks.
2: So I first watched T two last year when my wife was like, "Hey, you want to watch T 2 and I said, "Well, I haven't seen." any of the terminator movies except for salvation salvation was the first terminator movie i had seen and i was kind of aware of terminator so i said well i'd love to go back and watch it so we watched the first terminator movie which was not what i thought it was i was like Mm -hmm. oh i didn't i don't think i knew what this franchise was about and then i watched t2 for the first time and i was this is amazing this was incredible and like and, and re-watching it for this episode i realized something that terminator 2 was like the matrix of 1991 like mm-hmm. the vis- the visual effects the story it was just so good and so parodied throughout the decade like i'll be back was just used to ad nauseum everyone did an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression largely due to Terminator 2 when the guy on the podcast is talking about he just saw it for the first time about a
0: year ago <sighs> T2 and he's like yeah and he's like, yeah, yeah I, well I don't want to slander the podcast as I'm recommending them. You know what I mean? But come on, brother, (laughs) where have you got a movie podcast? You got a movie podcast? That's like that movie has had like 19 different home
1: releases at this point. Like, come on, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've I've got multiple copies of it. But you know, going even watching it today, that movie holds up so well. And you can, the guy on the podcast is talking about how he realized that that Terminator 2 is the Matrix of its day, Mm -hmm. where it was this cultural phenomenon. And I remember just being blown away with that fire coming up and the and the, the skull of the, the uh-huh. that metallic skull coming through the fire. And I was hook, hook, line, and sinker there. And the movie never lets go of you. I mean, it's action the whole way. It's it's even when the action is tamped down, that story sucks you in. And I, I mean, it's just that feeling of going into the theater in the summer, you know, it's hot as hell out. You have a great time with a movie that you were expecting, you were hoping was great. And you come out, you've got this great sort of reaction to it. to me that's what is like the culmination like the perfect movie going experience
1: so it's when it's when you have really really high expectations and somehow this big movie somehow manages to meet those expectations or even surpass it a little bit so you walk out of the theater just like completely pumped and just like yes that's exactly what i needed for the for this summer
0: and and i think that there's something to be said though about a 15 year old kid with his friends on his bike it's like Mm -hmm. a the, the very like the Goonies, Stranger Things kind of scenario where you're, it's on your own. It's this big experience in your life for me. You know, I, I, have always loved movies. So it was this really cool event. Um, and I've, I've got only like a handful of events like that. Mm-hmm. And it's always in the summer. I, I think that matters. I mean, do you have a memory going back to somewhere like that? Young days, you know, <laughs> it makes, taking time out from picketing to, <laughs> to go to the movies.
1: <laughs> it makes me wonder, um, not only age, but, like, how much repeat viewings as a kid has has to do with that. Because of it, oh, yeah. if it happens in the summer, you know, most kids, at least, you know, they've got that three months off, and they can go back to the theater time and time again and kind of relive that experience instead of, like, oh, I saw it on the weekend, now it's back to school on Monday. And then, especially, you know, 10, 15 years ago, like, movies weren't in the theater that long. Like, they weren't in the theater yeah. for months like they are now. It seems like, you know, if, if you don't see, you know— Endgame on the first weekend, don't worry, you've got eight months to see it in the theater because it will be there. Oh, they're draining every dollar oh, yeah. out of that mofo. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's definitely as they should.
0: They probably paid five hundred million to make it. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly.
1: They they gotta make a billion just to, to make a little bit of money, yeah, for sure. Um the the first there's like two movies that come to mind when it comes to like me as a kid and some are blockbusters. The first one is uh Tim Burton's Batman. That was that was a big deal for me. I
0: have that on my that so I have three movies. That's one of them. Okay. That uh, fucking logo was everywhere, yeah, man. Yeah, it, it was.
1: so built up. It was also like I went to theater by myself. I was 10 years old. Uh, probably shouldn't have been there by myself now that I think about it at 10. Yeah, it's kind of uh, odd, you know. <laughs> parents are like, get out, Jesus, whatever. Uh, um, yeah. And it was the first time I remember standing in one of those – and they don't really have this anymore now either. These really, really long lines at the theater. Because now you can order your ticket ahead of time. You can get your seat. You know, you know exactly. You don't. Have, you don't have to show up on time to get a seat. A lot of times, because you just you've already bought it online. Yeah, right? you sitting there
0: at the bar right. drinking your cocktail, yeah. no care in the world. Right.
1: Uh, but back then, if you wanted a ticket for opening day, you had to stand in this ridiculous line, and the line literally oh, yeah. was like. The theater I went to was, like, in the middle of a residential area. So the line was, like, into the residential area. Like, I feel so bad for these people who live there. Just supposed to be looking out the windows like, oh, God, these jerks. Get out of my yard. Like, (laughs) it's
0: the worst. Oh, it settled down, Clint Eastwood. (laughs) calm down.
1: (laughs) So I remember standing in that line and, like... You know, if I had to do that now, I'd be really annoyed. But as a 10-year-old kid in fifth grade, like, even that was exciting. You know, those people in costume, you know, the whole process was exciting. And getting to see that in the theater, like, getting to see your comic book heroes on, on the biggest screen possible in, in a movie that's actually good was, like kind of an amazing feeling. And I remember going back and seeing it two or three times. Um, and that was like bringing
0: it back after the catastrophe of like Superman 4 and <sighs> Superman 3, right? There was a, like yeah. a little bit of a hiatus there yeah, absolutely. before we brought that back. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And the other movie that, that comes to mind for me was Speed. Speed was also like a big oh, God, event yeah. movie that was for me. Awesome. Uh, I was always a big Keanu Reeves fan, like uh one of the few people who liked Keanu Reeves before The Matrix or John Wick. Just putting that out there. Um I was a big oh, fan God. of it when I was a kid.
0: Well, well there was always... Uh, Point Break and Little Buddha. It,
1: hey, <laughs> I will not hear you. Are you talking
0: shit about Point Break? How no, dare you? It's top. I just wanted to slide <laughs> yeah, Little Buddha in somewhere. Things, I don't know. Like, what are we even? Uh, Babes in Toyland? Maybe I don't know. Hey, I, I wasn't he
1: in that. He was. Yes, absolutely. I watched that when I was a kid. Uh, so I remember being really excited to see that uh, and hearing a lot of people talk trash about Keanu Reeves going into it, that he couldn't be an action star. Uh, and it was nice to see that movie make a whole bunch of money and prove everybody wrong, even though that didn't necessarily lead to him being an action star up until he kind of made his – pseudo comeback with with the matrix you know he decided after speed to like not come back for speed two he didn't want to do speed on a boat for whatever reason and it ends up right. good for him uh but that was a big event too and i think these these action driven or science fiction driven properties really really hit home when it comes to the summer movies and do the best
0: yeah 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 i you know you brought up Point break and i remember the first time i saw point break another summer movie and i was so excited to see it and uh I remember thinking Keanu Reeves is the coolest motherfucker on the planet, man. And he had that like long hair. This? I grew my hair out. <laughs> I grew my hair out just like I've got. They got pictures of me with like long hair, just like it oh, at the I very end. Yes. you know, and he's like walking away and he's throwing the thing away. <laughs> God, it's the worst. That was the worst. <laughs> but you know, that's the, that's just like that guy. And you know, you brought up Batman eighty nine, and I remember that movie was so big and so everywhere that my dad who. I mean, I could count my memories of my dad. Like, I mean, my dad's still alive. He's dead or nothing. But he just didn't really do a lot of shit with us, you know. Mm-hmm. especially movies. He's not a movie guy. Even now, I can't talk about movies with the cat, which is kind of weird. But I remember him taking us out because I was in, in a summer camp at the time. And he pulled us out to take us to Batman 89. Wow. And the one and only time he ever – I think I could count maybe twice he took me to the theater, to the movie theater mm-hmm. in my entire life. And that was one of them. And it was this cool moment, me and my little brother, who's two years younger than me. Uh, going to see Batman eighty nine when we were supposed to be at summer camp or whatever. It was that big that it moved this curmudgeon wow. who never likes movies. Even him. You know, and, and it was just this great moment of you're almost rule breaking by getting out of the right. you know, getting out of the school session sort of thing and going to see this dope ass movie and the movie not letting me down. Yeah. Right? And then you know it was during the day, so you come out and it's bright. It's still summer and it's that I think there's something about coming out of a, a like a fun blockbuster movie and it's still daytime, daylight out, right. that it's fun to just, you know, enjoy the rest of the day, talk shit about the movie and, or whatever. That just, that one really sticks out to me, man. That Because that logo, man, it was just, That's all they did. There was no like lettering under the poster or nothing. It was just that's all you needed. And you knew what time it was. Yep.
1: And honestly, I wish um, I wish some movies now would kind of take a take a page out of that book. I think you know there are there are movies that are going to make hundreds of millions, if not a billion dollars, and like, dude, we're all gonna see it. I don't need the nineteenth, you know, uh, teaser trailer. Like, can we just yeah (laughs) just put out
0: a poster and we're all gonna see it? We all know when it's coming out. Let's go. Like Star Wars. You know, the the Episode 9 is coming out And we haven't heard a squad about it Well I mean, that's because as we're
1: recording right now They're doing the Star Wars celebration In Chicago So I, I guarantee you within the next two days You're going to be overloaded with trailers Because they're all going to release oh, it to the biggest fans First and then release it to the internet So
0: get ready so basically this comment here This podcast conversation that I just spouted off Is going to be obsolete <laughs> By, the By the time I, I get around to editing this thing Yep it's done Wow <laughs> Marcus played keeping it current (laughs) oh man i'll tell you what man there's another thing about summer blockbusters um and i guess i'll go back to and and kind of it's funny for me for me they're all in this window between like 91 i mean 89 and 93 Uh seeing jurassic park for the first time oh yeah was was a monster for me was just monstrous at the time i was probably 16 years old maybe 17 ish i don't know and uh I remember, I mean, even at that age, man, those dinosaurs coming alive, that and that score and that bombastic nature of this movie. Did they show the, sc- the the dinosaurs on the commercials? I don't remember at all. I think they might have just shown, like, the foot of one of them, like maybe the foot of the T Rex, I think
1: was, was all okay. they showed, yeah, if, yeah. I, if I remember right. And yeah, I was like, what year did that come out? 93? Yeah, I was like, 93. You know, I was like 14 when that came out, and that was a huge deal. And again, it's that big budget spectacular things you've never seen before
0: and really did meet and surpass those expectations yeah no and and you know what's what's funny is uh the reason i brought that one up is i I, it's on netflix right now and i threw it on for my kids who are three and six so they have no perception of this freaking out over the movie just (laughs) loving every second of it we're about halfway through it they had to go to bed last night early but we're at the T-Rex sequence. We let them stay up a little late to watch the T-Rex Ooh.
1: sequence. Oh, good. And, and they go to sleep right after that. Yes. Jesus, yes, terrified. that's what I did. Look,
0: look, train how you fight, kids. Look, all right. <laughs> but my three-year-old was bonkers hiding under the under yeah. the bed blanket. I mean, and that thing. But he kept poking. The thing was he would hide. He was scared. But then he kept poking out. So, like, he couldn't miss it. He, he just kept right. sucking in. Yeah. And, at the very beginning of the movie, when they see the Brachiosaur and they're kind of walking through, he's screaming at the thing. There's dinosaurs. Like he really believes. Like how do they get those dinosaurs? He has no concept yeah. of it's the special effects. And I, I think that's the logic of these guys. Logic,
1: right? Yeah. It's just like how did they film actual dinosaurs? That's amazing. Like, and that's you know yeah. that's the magic of movies. That's where I think sometimes when you're people like us who watch so many movies like sometimes you lose a little bit of that and it's it's helpful to view a movie with someone not necessarily a kid but someone who doesn't have all the knowledge of behind the scenes and special effects and to just see how they experience it and try to experience it in that way again because that that is what makes it magic is that when you were you know i guarantee you when you were 13 14 15 and saw jurassic park you weren't like well, you know, they were using CGI on top of uh, models and blah, blah blah. Like you were just like, "Holy shit, that's a dinosaur! That's amazing!" And that's yeah, that's yeah. where that's where the magic
0: happens, and that's where we need to be. And, and of course, there is uh, oh, what's his name leaning on the table? That's magic on his on his own. Uh, what's his name? God I had a great comment. Uh, you know, the good looking dude, man, uh, the fly, Jeff Goldblum, Yep. Yeah, yeah, leaning on the table with magic. Talk about a career-making performance.
1: Done. He's been playing that role the rest of his career. He's been playing Ian Malcolm ever since.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'll argue that he played him even before. I mean, yeah, he was I that way it's in just the fly. Him. I think that's just who he yeah. is. He's just a weird <laughs> dude. I want to hang out with that guy. <laughs> you think that having drinks with that guy would be a pain in the ass or would it? i
1: think he'd be great i think i think he's like the coolest 60 year old around like he's just like he doesn't read like this older guy but like he's had a lot of cool experiences
0: i think it'd just be cool to sit down and have a drink with absolutely i don't know i i I, it seems like it could be obnoxious
1: though i mean there's always a chance
0: i i I don't know if his thing would become grading you know what i mean sure i mean the, the I did say would I wanted to like is,
1: spend a week with him. I just want to have a drink with him.
0: <laughs> like. Oh no, I want to hang out. I want to hear all the back stories. I want to know what's up with Gina Davis. You know, uh, circa fly time. Uh, the truth
1: comes out. This is what this yeah, is really okay, about. So, Fair yeah,
0: enough. I want to trade stories and look at my <laughs> stuff. You no, know, and you know, the guy who I, that comes up comes to mind is Robbie Williams. Um, I think it's his like energy would be a little excessive oh, yeah, over drinks for sure. You know. yeah, uh, like it, <laughs> it would be a great. lot. <laughs> It'll be mean, like. <laughs> like dude, please just tone it down. You're scaring everybody away with your shit. <laughs> just crank the volume down leave a the, little bit. Leave the, <laughs> leave the jokes to leave the jokes to Will Smith.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So were there any other um summer movies that were on your list that we didn't that we didn't talk about? Any um, any that come know, to
0: mind immediately? Uh so I never I saw Jaws in the summer. It was shown to me in in, in, in retrospect. But I, I've obviously not been kind of the same with the ocean since Jaws. Yeah. Even now, um, and that's with me growing up in Miami. I was at the ocean a lot. I, <laughs> I, I tended not to steer too far away from the uh, from the shoreline. But honestly, man, there's there's so many. You know, but all of them fit into that time frame. I was actually looking up if *A Last Crusade*, Indiana Jones, and *The Last Crusade* came out in the summer, but it didn't. It was like a like a spring release or something like that. It's so weird because those um, movies
1: just scream summer movies to me. But
0: right, and I remember that one also. It was a it was like a field trip. The school actually took us to see that. <laughs> um, it might have been in or either school or summer camp. It's likely summer camp, but uh, yeah, I remember going to see that. What's your What's your thought of like? summer blockbusters now do they is it that we're getting old and cynical like you were talking about like as the way we look at movies or is the summer movie expanding too wide or maybe we're just old shits
1: i mean probably a combination of all those things but to defend myself (laughs) so i'm not gonna say it's just that i'm old and out of touch um i do think that there's two things going on. One, the summer movie has expanded to anywhere from January 1st to December 31st at this point, uh, because there's these gigantic, fun, special effects-heavy movies. You know, at at worst, every couple months. Like, when it, did Aquaman come out? Was that
0: this year or last year? Uh,
1: that was,
0: uh, I think, Actually winter. The,
1: yeah, I think the end of last year it came out.
0: Yeah, yeah, but that's a monster movie. Yeah. Nowhere near the summer. Nowhere near the right? summer. So. And,
1: like, it's Aquaman. It should be in the summer. It's, like, it's in the title, guys. Like, come on.
0: <laughs> yeah, <I> no
1: shit. <laughs> but, um, so you've got... Oh, Christmas you've hat got, Jason Momoa. You've got that going on, where it's just, like, these gigantic movies come out all year round, and now, you know, they're all owned by the same company. It's, you know, Disney owns every major property, so they're, they've staggered. I mean, and now they're, you know, now they're going to own even more properties with this newest buyout that they've done. So...
0: They're just wait. What, what, oh, the the Fox one. Yeah,
1: yeah. So they've got even more yeah. comic properties. So so now they can stagger their their movies out like every one and a half to two months, and like there's no rest. <laughs> there's always a right. big tentpole movie, and I think that's the real issue. Is that back in the day, like back when we were young, you would have these tentpole movies that came out once, maybe twice a year, at most, and those movies would make a bunch of money, and that would fund the company to make these smaller mid-level movies. And now we don't really have those anymore. We have these like micro-budget movies and these gigantic budget movies because –
0: Those are all like – those are on Amazon Prime now, (laughs) my friend.
1: exactly. So now you have, you know, this Temple movie coming out in December, which is going to fund the Temple movie coming out in February and so on and so on and so on. So it feels to me a little bit like less of an event and more of just like a continuation. Movies have become serialized now – instead of event-based, which, you know, it's not good or bad. It's just kind of the way it is now. So I I think the quote-unquote summer movie blockbuster, the excitement of that is kind of a thing of the past. And I think we have to kind of... Because you're getting that adrenaline already in like March or whatever. Right, and then you get it again in April. And it's like there's something going on all the time. And to me, and again, this could be age speaking, but some of it does get a little bit exhausting. Like, oh man, I got to get my... Excitement up again. Okay, here we go. Like we Hellboy, baby. This. It's coming out. Oh, yeah, nobody's <laughs> going to go see Hellboy. That movie's going to be terrible. I'll see Hellboy. It'll be terrible. It's going to be... If
0: they show it in Germany.
1: <laughs> they probably will. They show all sorts of nonsense in Germany, I'm sure. I'm sure Hellboy Jeez. will make it there.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you have a real good point, though, man, about sort of that oversaturation. You know, you used to uh, really get excited for the summer, and maybe... But in my research, I was seeing Indiana Jones and these movies coming out in spring and the time frame. So it's kind of always been the case that they drop them. But I don't know. Maybe maybe it is us. Maybe it is that we're so oversaturated with stuff. Right. And the movies are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And we're watching more of these like small films at home. So right. I don't know. And also just the fact that you have to keep up on them. Like you can't go see.
1: I mean you can. But it's going to be challenging to go see a movie like Endgame if you haven't been keeping up with all these other movies in the sequence. Like, you know, they started calling them phases just for that reason. Like, oh, you got to watch everything in this phase to understand what's going on right now. And if you don't, you got to, you know, sit at home and watch recaps on the internet and then go to the movie. And it's like, it's a little bit of work, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's Uh, not fun. Whereas like a blockbuster movie in the summer, like when Batman 1989 came out or uh, Jurassic Park or Minority Report, even something like that, like you didn't need – anything but a trailer to get hyped about it and get ready to see it. Like I didn't need to go read the short story Minority Report was
0: based on in order to go see it. I could just go Let's see it. Let's be honest though. Minority Report, you had Tom Cruise and Steven Spielberg mashing up. Right. That's all I need to know. Yeah. That's it, man. Give me give me some running give him some cool shots, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And But but again, I think that time has passed.
1: Like, I mean, look at, like Spielberg's last movie made a lot of money, but it did not do well critically. It didn't, you know, And if you talk to a lot of people, a lot of people that paid for it didn't like it much either. You know, Ready Player One, people were not big fans of that. So the time of like, oh, it has this director kind of might be over. That might not be enough anymore. You do need a big star. You do need a you know, a built in fan base at this point, because when you have movies like, and I like the Marvel movies, but when you have Marvel movies coming out that are taking up 14 of the 20 theaters in your, in your Cineplex for, you know, the next two to three weeks to a month, then like you need something, you need a real selling point for anything else
0: to make it. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. And it's, it's even worse here where, um, I've got two theaters because the only ones in English are two screens and they're, they were Captain Marvel for weeks, man. I couldn't watch anything else. Yeah. yeah. And I got and when when I first got here last year, I, th- I think it was an Infinity War time frame had just come out. And I couldn't watch anything for weeks. And I had no family here, so I could go to the <laughs> movies whenever I, the hell right. I wanted. Perfect time. But Nothing. Nope. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't watch anything because it was all Infinity War. Yep. And they're going to make their money on those screens. That's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they really are. All right, man. Before we before we wrap this up, let's get let's get positive well, again. We we went on a downer. What are you looking forward to in the summer of 2019? Now, keep in mind, it's June 21st is seven twenty third, so don't give me Avengers Endgame Hi, to- no Star Wars. What's coming yeah, I'm out? Gonna, I'm going to out this summer. Let, let me know I'm the gonna give you a couple. Right. I, these are some of the highlights, right? right? So I plucked these out as a highlight. So Toy Stories four will come out. Mm. Spider Man Far From Home, The Lion King. Dora and the Lost City of Gold. <laughs> Jesus! Fast and Furious presents: Colon, Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, there
1: we go. It, that's that's it the right there. The New Mutants. Edgar in it. I'm there. That's is he? Yeah,
0: yeah. He's he the, the, he's bad the guy? villain. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, I'm there. So I'll take that. that. <laughs> the New Mutants. I don't know what that is. Um, Forty-seven meters down. Colon uncaged. Oh, jeez. Did you see the first one? Yeah, yeah. It was fine. It was fun. It was right. It's the Mandy Moore. Yeah, yeah. Do I need a sequel? Mm I don't know, man. Is that the one where the... The shark impales itself. No, that was oh, no. Uh, that was that's one with the, Blake Lively. Blake, Lively. which is a
1: better movie, by the way. That was a good movie.
0: I like that one. Yeah. Okay. So, and one more. This is the one I kind of kept in my pocket. Once upon a time in Hollywood.
1: Oh well, yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah, the big well, one. The one. Uh, you know, yeah. it's it's for it's, us though. It's Tarantino. The big one. It's like you know, it's got a great cast, but also like of the ones you mentioned, you got Hobbs and Shaw, which be, it'll be bad, but it'll be really enjoyable. Like you have. Three very enjoyable personalities on screen for the majority of the movie. I mean, you know, you got right. Statham, you've got The Rock, you've got Idris Elba, like hamming it up that's, as a That villain. movie's
0: addition by subtraction right, for me. You got <laughs> rid of fucking Vince, uh, no Vince Vin- Clortos over there. No, Vin Diesel. Bring- no. God, that guy's the worst. <laughs> the amazing career that that guy has had financially <sighs> boggles my mind. Yeah. And it's all because awful. of this
1: one franchise. Like, he hasn't done anything else that's made money. <laughs>
0: like Pitch black.
1: That didn't make any money. That, that that put him on the map. Like that was one of those like it had no budget, so it made a little bit of money, so it did very well for itself.
0: And it's the same character with those goddamn goggles yep. on. Yep, absolutely. That's all it is.
1: So I'm excited for that. Uh, I'm excited for the the Spider-Man sequel. Um I'll be there for any Spider-Man movie. That was my favorite comic book when I was a kid. Uh and I th- okay. and I thought the uh Spider-Man Homecoming was was really good and kind of a different a little bit of a different take on on that character and this one has Jake Gyllenhaal as a as a villain. So I'm in, man. That that sounds really good. Like so those are my like three. Jill- What's he doing? He's playing Mysterio in uh in the new Spider-Man movie. Is
0: that the one with the fishbowl on That's his head? That's correct. Yes. Oh, dude, that's going to be awesome if he has that fishbowl on his head. I'm in. Yep. I really hope he has that fishbowl. (laughs) Like, just what it'll do is magnify his face. I I almost can't imagine him
1: taking the role without that. Like, he's, I love Jake, but he's, like, he's a weird dude. You know what I mean? Like, he'll just, he's going to take these weird roles. Like, he very easily could have gone the leading, the stereotypical leading man uh, way. But he decided, like, no, I'm just going to have some fun. I'm going to do whatever I want.
0: Yeah, Prince of Persia. Thanks. Yeah, well, thanks for I think, that one.
1: Well, I think that's actually what did it. Is that movie bombing yeah. is like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to take roles that are interesting to me, not ones that I think are going to make money. So he's gone and now finally he's back in big budget
0: filmmaking. So we'll
1: see we'll see how this goes how for is him.
0: Jake Gyllenhaal the Prince of Persia. <laughs> yeah.
1: Just the is, in the name, like the- brother. Like that's that hmm, you know that's not a good look. Could you imagine like that did not do well and got a little bit of pushback? Could you imagine if that came out in 2019? Like, oh the God Princess Almighty! The Princess of Persia, chick Jill and all. Oh my! Like Cancelled before after the announcement.
0: <laughs> It'll be the Princess of Persia, starring Scarlett Johansson, oh, the there Queen you go. of, of Appropriations. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she could appropriate the shit out of me. I don't care.
1: Yeah, so those are those are the three that I'm that I'm most excited about. I think, but it's interesting. I really
0: don't want to see Lion King.
1: It's you listed those movies, and I was like, eh, eh. Like, it's not summer. Isn't yeah. that time anymore? Like, Lion King, no. I'll probably see because I'm a sucker and I'll watch everything Disney does. But like, I saw the trailer recently, and I was like, I wasn't a big fan of the CGI photorealistic uh, Jungle Book that they did either. So like, uh. But I guess, I'm weirdly more excited for Aladdin, Guy Ritchie's Aladdin, than I am for The Lion
0: King. Guy Ritchie, man, I love that dude, (laughs) Um, so.
1: So what about you? What are you excited for?
0: My big movie right now is Brightburn, for the summer.
1: Oh, is that the, the, like, evil Superman movie? Fuck yeah, man. Of course you would be into that. Of course you'd be excited about
0: that. The big Superman superfan, that is. (laughs) I am, but this is how I want to see it, just angry as shit i can't wait to see all the tears oh this is not the superman i grew up with i loved him didn't you get enough of that with the man of steel (laughs) Uh, you know what let's double down now let's have him massacre the entire town with his eyes i'm more into that
1: than i am the idea of the man of steel so you know i'll probably say that i mean i would like to see the red sun if you i've read that yeah yeah and that's really good and really interesting and it and like People, you know, people like you People who lost their minds over Man of Steel Were like, oh, it's such a different take on Superman And I'm like, that's kind of a pussy different take on Superman though Like, let me In film, in film (laughs) Let me see the like, raw Like, let me see this version of Superman Brightburn Yeah, all right, I'm there You know what, you've convinced me I'm excited for it now too (laughs) <laughs> you know, what, this James Gunn just to just to like shit on Zack Snyder, I'll be excited about it. That's <laughs>
0: <laughs> James Gunn bringing that real politically correct stuff that we all love. Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> Did he is he directing this movie? What what is this? I can't remember. I feel like he's producing or he wrote it. I don't think he's directing it. So uh, I'm looking at the thing. This is Brian Gunn and Mark Gunn wrote it. Directed by David Yarra or some some shit. James Gunn is a producer. Okay, so yeah.
1: James Gunn. You know, <laughs> say what you will about him. Like he pulled the ultimate power flex on on the comic book industry. He got fired from a Marvel movie, went to direct a DC movie, and then got rehired to direct the movie for Marvel that he got fired on. Well done. What was he directing for DC? Uh, the the uh, sequel to Suicide Squad. He's directing yep. it. Yep. Sure really? is. Really, that is the ultimate power move. Get fired by Marvel, hired by DC, rehired by Marvel well done sir wow that is a check and a half my goodness and that
0: second Guardians was not that great No, yeah, I was not a fan of it but uh, apparently good enough for them to want him back so Jesus man what who whose naked picture does he have
1: <laughs> he's got some blackmail on somebody because good lord
0: <laughs> Jesus alright man well we stayed as positive look we stayed positive almost the entire time yeah, this is like 90% like yeah, positive
1: 90, that's pretty good for us that's...
0: for us this is like a home run <laughs> Because I'm recording a podcast about Pet Cemetery tomorrow, Ooh. and that's not so going to be So you saw that piece of shit, huh? All
1: right. That's a joy. I did. God, I'm glad I don't I do movie podcasting anymore, so I don't have to force myself to watch no- nonsense like Pet Cemetery.
0: Goodness. You know what? This is how old I am. It was between Pet Cemetery and Shazam, and Shazam's getting all these reviews, but it's like two hours long. It's like two and a half hours long or something like that. <laughs> Pet Sematary is like, like 95 minutes. <laughs> it was like 95 minutes, baby. Right. I was in and out. I, had, I snuck my wine in. I was good. <laughs> Staggered up got on the train went home I feel like you made the right choice (laughs) I think I did too I think I did too but alright Dave man good to talk to you again brother always